Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With A Dog. My name's Panos, and today we have joined in on through via Zoom. We have Luke, at my co-host, and Sandy from Puppy Scam Awareness Australia. Welcome, Sandy, on the show. Hi. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Thank you for making the time. It's, um, I was you know, having a look at your website before. It's such an amazing you know, such an amazing thing you, you guys have got going on. And, you know, it's so relevant. So I think we, our, you know, our, our listeners, I hope we'll, we'll get a lot from this because especially in the last few years, I'm sure that this kind of thing has been happening a lot, right? And you guys yeah. are out there yeah. doing the good thing to try and put a stop to it. So oh, thank you. Yeah, we're trying. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long journey for us. Uh, it's two years now in the making, going on to two years. So uh, we've become the subject matter experts, I guess, in the field um, for puppy scams. Um, but, yeah, uh, initially how it all started was that um, when COVID first broke out, my mother's got um, some pretty severe lung problems and um, couldn't get out of the house for months and months and months. So she decided that she wanted a puppy. And um, I'm a rescue person. I'm an ex-vet nurse as well. And I've worked with animals my whole life. And um, I've always rescued. I've never really bought a dog like from a breeder. So I didn't really know much about breeders back then. Um, So anyway, took to the rescues. Nothing was available during COVID. Everything had been snapped up. Um, the only dogs left were those, uh, the big bulldogs and, you know, not appropriate for mum. She wanted something small, older. Um, but yeah, so I couldn't find it. So I looked for a dog on the classifieds. I found this classifieds called, um, com. They're still there. Um, but unfortunately what I didn't know is that they don't vet all the ads and yeah, there was a scam on there and I replied to that and, um, I asked all the relevant questions. Are you registered? How old's the dog? Has it had the vaccinations? Rah, rah, rah. Being a vet nurse, I knew what to ask as well. And, and so, that classified look like every other one, look normal. Yeah, there's there's lots of pet classifieds out there. I mean, gum tree trading posts, there's lots and lots. Uh, what people don't know is that these classifieds are all unsafe. Um, mm. It's very easy to falsify your identification and put an ad online um, and pretend to be someone when you're not. So I, I didn't know that, and I had no idea that there were scams in pets. I knew there were scams with banking and telephone and all kinds of things, but not with the animals. Um, so anyway, long story short, I, I asked all the relevant questions. I even asked her for ID. I didn't think she was going to send it to me, but um, got her driver's licence and her dog breeder's registration. It was from Dogs New South Wales. Mm-hmm. which for people out there that don't know is a um, reputable uh, purebreed association. They're the guys that, you know, show dogs and uh, they've got really, really strict ethics and guidelines that they all have to adhere by. But in saying that, there's good and bad breeders in all associations. But anyway, so I thought, okay, Dogs Online, that's a really reputable association. No problem, all checks out. 
Um, we're in lockdown, so I couldn't go to visit the dogs personally. So um, what I didn't do was FaceTime, and I regret that now. I should have, in hindsight, done that. So I sent um, the full money across with the expectation that they were going to deliver the pup to me. Um, the very next day, I received an email with itinerary and um, then another email came asking me for a refundable deposit of $2,000. Um, I had already paid $1,600 for a toy poodle, supposedly, on Dogs Online. And uh, so when I asked them why I had to pay this, they were telling me that it was for a specific COVID um, crate um, that the animal needed to have COVID vaccines and that it needed to have a um, pressure cabin vaccine. Um, being a vet nurse, I knew there was no such things. That's when the alarm bells went off in my head and I thought, oh, my God, I've been scammed. That's when um, I basically said I want my money back. This is mm -hmm. over. Um, they kept promising my money back, kept me you know, kept the hopes up high, but I just knew deep down they weren't going to give it to me. And, and now I realise why they kept me hanging on. It's because they needed time to withdraw the money yeah. or, you know, transfer it from account to account, you know, wherever they are. Was that so, a real driver's licence you got? It was. <laughs> so what I did was then went looking for the person on the driver's licence and I found her on Facebook. And, um, yeah, she was a real breeder. Um, but she wasn't the person that I'd been speaking mm. to. It turns out that she herself had been scammed. Oh, her, wow. Somebody had posed to buy her puppies, asked her for ID. She sent it across. They didn't buy the puppy and then used that ID. That's identity theft, isn't it? Yeah. And now, so was they this just up. a normal bank transfer as well, just like account yeah. to account? Yeah. And OSCO, direct bank transfer. They had opened up an account in her name. Wow. So they've used her ID to open up bank accounts, email accounts, uh, websites with her name, phone numbers. So um, her name was Donna Dixon. I can actually say that now because we had to um, <clears throat> present on TV. With Donna and I actually did an article for ABC to get her story out there. Um, mm. So that's actually on my website. Um, on the homepage, there's uh, some media stuff that you can look further down. Uh, so, yeah, got her story out there. But since there have been others like Donna, um, we've got another lady recently, Carla Duncan as well, $7,000 she was scammed. Wow. She's a nurse. Um, she's on the front line helping with COVID and she gets scammed seven grand plus her ID. Um, and now there's all these scams in Carla's name. People are going after Carla and Duncan going, where's my money? They don't believe that they're victims. And so for many, many months, these two ladies lived in fear of their lives because um, these, um, you know, giving out their driver's licence had their name and address and everything. So not only were they scammed, they're now being falsely accused of being perpetrators Correct. of the same thing that yeah. they were you But know, it gets worse. About. It gets worse. The police then tried to arrest Donna, came after Carla as well. So the people that were getting scammed were going to the police and saying, Carla Duncan scammed me or Donna Dixon scammed yeah. me. Police were going to their houses, investigating, interrogating them. Um, you know, with Donna's case, the police jumped over a six-foot fence to get to her front door, practically banged it down. They showed up three separate times. Same with Carla. She was on her wit's end saying the police don't talk to each other. She had reported her identity theft. 
but the computers don't marry up. So her identity theft was reported. Then the victims would report something in Victoria or a different state, and then it would start again, and it was just she had to move house. Wow. Uh, There's people rocking up at their front door going, where's my puppy? Um, Donna actually had a couple from Sydney who had driven, I think, 13 hours with their four-year-old child to pick up the pup. Rocked up at Donna's house, where's my dog? And Donna had to tell them, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never sold you a dog. And even though she knew that her identity has been stolen, she how can she reach out to all the people that think that? So it's a very difficult and also almost impossible situation. Wow. So that is exactly what happened to Donna. There was no way for her to reach out. And when I got mm. scammed, um, I went to Scam Watch. I went to the police. The police discouraged me. They were openly, oh, look, we, we can't do anything. They're from overseas. Don't bother. I went, oh, oh okay. Um, I went to um, Fair Trading, you know, Scam Watch, Report Cyber, all those. I got acknowledgement letters from all of them with a number. But never heard anything further. I don't Where are know the banks in all of this, right? Yeah. Like, if that bank, were, if that account was set up fraudulently, like, how does that? You know what I mean? What's the legal ramifications of that? That is a very good question, and that is one of the questions that I've been asking. So I had a huge fight with my bank because that was exactly what I said to them. So anyway, um, I said to the bank, you know, I've been scammed, and their response to me was. Um, will ask for a recall. I thought a recall is when you've accidentally put money in a different account, you've punched the wrong number and you do a recall. That's asking for the money back, right? I said, so you're essentially going to go ask this criminal if he'd be nice enough to refund me my money. Is that right? Ah, yes, that's all we can do. And it takes eight weeks for you to get a response. And I said, well, don't bother. I know what they're going to say. No. Like, why aren't you putting a stop on this account? Like, why aren't you freezing the money and investigating it? And, you know, but anyway. Was it more difficult to deal with because it was COVID and there was like less legality and stuff? Or was it just that's their, that's the policy? That's what happened. That was the policy. Yeah. But. The good news is, I guess, since I started this, um, so so basically from there I was so angry that nobody would take responsibility or even listen to what mm-hmm. I had to say and Donna was suffering. All these people were suffering and no one was doing anything. It was a dirty little secret. Yeah. So I started the Puppy Scam Awareness Australia Facebook page and um, then from there it just grew. I thought, oh, yeah, a couple couple of hundred people, but no, I started getting thousands and thousands of people. Oh, Sandra, this happened to me as well. Um, What do I do? What can you recommend? And yeah, it sort of just fell on my lap. I had no idea what I had tapped into. And then from that, I've been very fortunate. I've had a lot of help from people that are in investigations. I also do have a background in investigations. People don't know that about me. Apart from the vet nursing and wildlife rescues that I've done, I've also worked for government in an investigative role. So I guess I had the skills and the means to do something like this. And oh, the lion, Del. And so, you know, it just fell on my lap. Mm. So before, um, before you continue a little bit, can you tell us a little bit of background of, of what you did, you know, like, with animals and and your experience and then continue because I think that's really cool because obviously we've chatted before. Yeah. So, um, oh, gosh, I've been rescuing stray dogs um, since the 80s (laughs) when I was a child at school. You know, I um, 
there weren't pounds and RSPCA was very little back then in the 80s. So, you know, I was the local pound, I guess. I used to bring home every stray dog and put signs up and look for yeah. their homes. And and I, it's, but my love of animals started, gosh, since toddler. And um, uh, then from there I went to high school, studied to be a vet, didn't get the grades, of course, so I went to do vet nursing. <laughs> and um, did vet nursing, pet grooming. Um, I was also a horse. Um, I was an official at the horse races as well. The vets oh, wow. that I worked for would do all the drug testing on all the racetracks like, you know, Ramwick, Rose, all the normal tracks. Um, so I did that for a long time and then um, got into Sydney wildlife and started rescuing, you know, wildlife. And, and that's not something you're taught at vet, veterinary nursing school. You're taught all the domestic stuff, but the wild, wildlife things are, um, it's very unique. And the only way to get that experience is to actually do it. So I did that for about 12 years and um, I'd left vet nursing by then and, and started working in government. I was a liquor and gaming uh, compliance officer. <laughs> so, yeah, we did investigations on um, pubs and clubs and things like that. So, yeah, just um, that's generally my background. So, yeah, and I, I've, I've been very well connected, obviously, with all the work that I've done with animals over the years and, and you know, I'm in my late 40s now. I, I've made a lot of very good connections. So mm. all of that has helped me, I guess, to bring puppy scam awareness to the table and um, connect with the right people in the industry and, and you know, just get the word out there. And, and it just snowballed from there. That's when the media got hold of it. And, um, and uh, I guess it was a pandemic on its own that started this puppy scam. Yeah, how widespread is it? Like, do you, I feel Huge. like people have some idea of um, that this is going on and they'll, you know, scams are as old as time, right? Yeah. Regardless of the market, whether it's animals or anything else, there's always going to be right. scams, right? But I guess the last two years, like you said, you know, it's 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 your organization has come to exist since the start of this, you know, COVID pandemic. Yeah. But I guess just how widespread is it at the moment in terms of oh, it's worldwide. Scammed? I mean, I've got relatives overseas and they all say the same thing to me. Um, you know, in America it's rampant, um, it's everywhere. But I guess since COVID started, it's all scams. I mean, I've heard of car scams being through the roof at the moment. The romance scams have gone in the millions. They're the worst at the moment. They're they're what scam, sorry? The romance, romance scams. So there's a lot of internet romancing type of scams. Um, and they so they prey like, on the vulnerable yeah, women lonely, that are lonely and retired. Yeah. yeah. And they will scam those people out of millions, not wow. thousands, millions. That is the number one scam at the moment around the world. Mm. Um, and, you know, where puppy scams is actually very small in the scheme of things because the average victim is losing between three and $6,000 roughly, whereas yeah, these romance scams, change, though, no, it? it's still mm. a lot of money, but yeah. the romance scams, we're talking hundreds of dollars. Um, same with the car scams. They're in your twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 car scams. And it's just the scams have just boomed in every, uh, I guess, industry. Across the world, I got COVID. I got spammed um, or scammed. I knew the 
it was just, it, it all happened to be perfect coincidence. It was, I was waiting for this package actually from Ironswick to get all my dog stuff. And I was waiting so long because it was taking so long. And then on the day that it said it was coming, it was like, oh, we need these 99 cents for something. And I'm like, I'll do whatever. And then as soon as I did it, I'm like, it was first thing in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. And I, as soon as I pressed it, I'm like, what the oh. hell have you done? You idiot. Like, yeah. like straight away I knew. Oh, and then I called the bank and canceled everything, blah, blah. Good, yes. And I'm like, yes. what the hell is wrong with you? Who yes. needs 99 cents from I Australia I get texts sometimes randomly. It'll be like, you know, oh. this is DHL. We need you yeah. to pay this or that. Yeah, and Australia like, Post know, too. Yeah, an unsuspecting eye. Yeah, like you said, you're waiting for a package panel, so First you're half morning, asleep yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's and that's that's exactly <laughs> what they're playing yeah. on. It's a numbers game. If they yeah. you know they send if it's especially exactly. if it's like a text, they send a hundred thousand of those texts. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they only get one percent, that's a thousand people that's that pay right. that money. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what these scammers are doing. They're stealing people's identities that mm-hmm. way. The other thing they're doing is that they're selling these identities to the highest bidder. Holy moly. It gets deep. Oh, this is huge. And I mean, in the two years of working and doing this, I've discovered so many things that I was just, it's blown me away. It's a whole new world out there. Um, <clears throat> they're using like gift cards and things for payments, Bitcoin. Bitcoin as well is another big one. Um, and now there's a new trend on Facebook, actually. And I, I'm luckily for me, I've actually managed to connect with Facebook and their management. Mm-hmm. We're now partnering up and I'm helping them shut down scams. So I've now awesome. got a direct line of reporting with Facebook. Uh, I don't have to go through what everybody else does. I've actually got a spreadsheet that I send them. And I'm oh. like, these are all scams, shut them down. And, you know, and, and they're very good. They've been shutting them all down. So we've got that working relationship. But what I've discovered recently is that these groups, Facebook groups are getting hacked now. So there's always been hacking, but now these hackers are taking it one step further. They're hacking groups with 20, 30,000 people or more, up to 100,000 people, and they're holding those groups for ransom and then they're auctioning it off to the highest bidder. That's money right there. Having a group with 20,000 people, you've got a massive audience, right? Mm. So they will take that group, they'll hack into it, they'll kick out all the administration, they'll bring in their other hacker friends, and then they'll go and try and sell it to whoever wants it. And we had a foodies group in Perth recently get shut down, sorry, get hacked, Mm -hmm. and that group was sold to an Indian foodies group. So they actually paid money for it, but they felt sorry and they they ended up giving the the page back. But that is a new thing that's just started as well. So um, the Rescue Dogs websites have been hacked as well. The legitimate Rescue Dogs so um, that's now been fixed. But, yeah, recently the rescue people got an email saying, you know, to renew your accounts with us, with the host, um, you know, click on this link. It was very smart the way they did it. It looked very legit. So they all clicked on the link and all their accounts got hacked. The scammers were then posting up fake dogs on these rescue sites and people that thought they were rescuing legitimate animals were buying fake yeah. puppies. So, because this goes so like the rabbit hole is obviously quite deep. So we'll bring it's it back massive. a step because I went on a tangent when you were talking. So it's probably my bad. No, you're, you're right. F- from the Facebook group, 
you're getting lots and lots of inquiries and people sharing their stories. What happened from there and how did that create what you're doing now? And, and there's obviously a couple of questions for the listeners. Yeah. Too. So um, I guess, I guess it opened my eyes to see, you know, there was a pattern here. Um, every victim had the same kind of incident happen to them, you know, the, the refundable insurance and, and the emails and the way they get to you. So I started to see a pattern. Um, one of those patterns too was the phone numbers. Um, I noticed that there was a specific prefix um, 0480 and 0488. These two number prefixes are used 99% of the time on scams. Um, they're a pivotal phone number, and which means it's a it's a like a, a VoIP uh, oh, internet okay. line. They're not a landline, and they're using these numbers um, because they can use them worldwide. They're off prepaid SIMs and so forth. So I discovered I started to see patterns like that, specific prefixes and stuff. So. From there, I started contacting Pivotal, those companies, and going, hey, what's going on with this? And just started my own investigative work. And um, from there, I made the connections and, and those alerted, I guess, those companies to what was going on. And luckily for me, they've turned around and been very cooperative and said, oh, we want to work with you. Yes, that is a scam. Uh, thank you for alerting us. And now whatever I send to them, they just shut it down. So... I guess by me making those inquiries and finding out what the process was, I also was able to make those connections and relationships with those companies, which has now given me, I guess, the power to have things shut down immediately with Facebook, with the phone companies, with the websites. So I started to help people. So people started coming to me, what do I do? You've got experience. You sound like you know what you're talking about. I'm like, I don't. I'm learning just as much. So it was a kind of a learning thing and I was learning together with the victims and I guess, you know, it started with three or four of us all getting together and researching and, and sharing information and it just became bigger and, um, you know, some of my admin girls stayed with me and, and um we just got better and better and what one would miss, the other one would pick up on and it was just a collaboration of, of people. And Teamwork often, makes the dream work. Right? Oh, look, it was amazing and, and it was fun too, you know, trying to get to the bottom of something. It was really, you know, we were doing 18-hour days. It was mm. ridiculous the amount oh. of investigating. But um, Are many of these people based in Australia or is it all overseas? The scammers? Yeah. I'd say majority overseas, but there are quite a few in Australia. So how are they getting Australian bank accounts? How does that work? Well, it looks as though um, there is a syndicate overseas and they, I guess, manipulate um, vulnerable people to launder money through their accounts. Mm. That happens a lot where they Mm. all... Remember the um, old... Uh, what was it, the old email scams from Nigeria, mm. you know, oh, I've got a million dollars, would you let me put it in your account and I'll give you 50 grand later, those sorts of emails. So that's what they do and they get willing people to launder their money but then you get the other silly criminals who think they can get away with it and actually use their real accounts. They've been busted. So, uh, you know, it's 
Are people getting arrested for this or are we just shutting down their accounts for them to open up? No, they're, they're getting arrested. Well, I know of at least four or five people that have been arrested. Um, I know there's one person at the moment that is being investigated. So what are they happened nationally was, or internationally? No, nationally. So uh-huh. in Australia, I do know um, through um, so my other connections overseas that are also investigating scams. I've heard through the grapevine that in South Africa, the government have actually decided to crack down mm. on these scammers because over there they were openly doing it. It was yeah. accepted. They would go into internet cafes and just um, there's been a documentary on it. Um, nothing was, you know, policed or anything. Everyone's turned a blind eye to this. I mean, we've all known scammers been around forever. Yeah. But it's never been at the rate that it is now, I guess. That's why now I guess what I did in in my eyes is make the government listen because mm. now. Sit up and take attention. Yeah. yeah, pay attention. This is happening. We are losing so much money. It's not that hard to shut down. I mean, if I can do it, I'm an average person. If I can do it, how come the government can't do something or get a police task force? Because that was the other problem. The police didn't know what to do with this. I don't blame them. It's huge. I'm sure they've got a lot of investigative work to do, but there really needs to be a police task force specifically for cybercrime, I believe. And there's Um, not one already? No, no. No, and, and they have the resources to do it. So I, I don't understand, but, you know, I guess it's things like this need to happen for them to pay attention. But I think it's something that the government is starting to look at. I mean, last year they had the, sorry, it was earlier this year, they had the Scam Awareness Week. No, apologies, it was November last year. So, um, yeah, they've been talking a lot about scams and, and my story, I guess, brought a lot to the media as well and, you know, a lot of people started talking about it. I guess it. that's kind of what the government, sorry, what the, the scammers are, I guess, banking on is that it is it is a numbers game on both ends. So, like, yeah, yeah there's so much crime going on and cybercrime yeah. by its very nature, it's like, yeah. You can't touch it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's digital fishery. It's, it's cryptocurrency now, right? Well, yeah, it's all that so kind of hard. stuff. You yeah. know, and so there's only like it's like you know they don't catch every drug that comes through the border, and they're never going to catch every scam that exactly. goes on. Yeah, you know, on the internet. And people also think that um, PayPal is safe. Um, what they don't know is that no, PayPal is not safe. PayPal do not cover animals for starters. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you pay by a friends and family, that doesn't give you any security at all. That's just like you kind of money it, by a, yeah, yeah that's like transfer. Western Union transfer. But people think because it's PayPal, you're going to get your money back. Absolutely not. You won't. Yeah. Um, the banks generally don't give you your money back. They will only, I guess, refund you if in good faith or in goodwill or if they happen to put a stop on the account. Um, so I guess that's the other work that I'm doing now is with the bank. So since all of this happened, um, I've now um, been working closely with the Financial Crime Exchange of Australia. And they're actually an independent body that alert the banks to fraudulent accounts. So the banks all got together and thought we need an independent body to just look at fraud. And the banks paid this institution to do this. So it's not government funded. 
Um, and what these guys do is any fraud, they'll basically got investigative people that just specialise in that. Mm -hmm. So I am now sending those spreadsheets with all the fraudulent bank accounts directly to the crime exchange so that at least they can put a stop on those accounts. Um, and and it's I think it's proving to be successful because there are now a number of people that are starting to get their money back. Yeah, well. um, I'm one of them, actually. It took me six months to get my money back. Oh, so you got it all back? I did, but I had to fight tooth and nail. I had to go to the financial ombudsman as well because the bank came back and, of course, said, no, we're not giving you the so money So you essentially back. had to fight the bank through the ombudsman. I did, yeah. yeah. And the only reason I got my money back was on a technicality. There's the bank. Um, did you know that if you deposit money into someone's account, you don't have to have their full name correct? Mm. So, like, if I was to put money in your account, Panos, I could, I could just write... Joe, mate, in mm. the name field, as long as the BSB and account's correct, the money will go in. Oh, wow. So they don't the, verify the name. They don't verify the name. Mm-hmm. And my bank didn't have that little disclosure that says uh, we don't take responsibility if the name's not correct. So they got busted on that and they had to give me my money back. Okay. Since then, they've fixed up the disclosure, of course. And of course, no one, I'm guessing almost no one else who was banking with your bank would probably have known that and had mm-hmm. the wherewithal to go through the, yeah. you know, the whole process with the ombudsman. So imagine so, how much money went missing because of that little. Yeah. Mis- so, and, and, and this bank account hadn't been shut. It was still being used. This is why I was angry too, because I then realized that other scammers, other people got scammed using that exact same bank account that I had oh, reported gosh. months earlier. Why hadn't it been shut down? Or even investigate, even just keep yeah, an eye on Yeah, there's, no one did anything. So it was a vicious circle. So I started, I thought, you know what, this is dumb. I'm going to just get to the bottom of it. And I started reporting it directly to those institutions and just getting it at the root of the problem. Um, and That's the so other cool. thing I do is shut down those websites. The minute they pop up, um, we've now got good, I guess, um, um, relationships now with the host of these websites. So many of them now, um, as soon as we report it, they shut them down straight away. Of course, the scam is just going to go and open up another one. But I guess my intention is, one, to disrupt their operation, two, to give them the shits, <laughs> make yeah, it hard make it for them. Frustrating I mean, they must go, oh, I've just spent mm-hmm. hours building this and now it's shut down along with their phone numbers, bank accounts, you know. So part of the solution anyway, we can't just watch it happen, especially. Yeah. Um, look, and, big, and as we've discussed, you know, you've got all the so, so much experience with understanding animals um, through and through in, in so many ways and having the investigation um, experience as well as having the actual um, firsthand experience of going through being scammed and then going through all the things and then getting your money yeah. back. You, you have had it firsthand. So, you know, yeah, you're a perfect person. Circle. Yeah, exactly. And then you can help everyone else. So maybe yeah. question would be how should someone prevent being scammed? And ha- if they're looking for a puppy through mm-hmm. all, cause you sh- we don't say we shouldn't use those platforms anymore, like trading bows and blah, blah, or yeah. like, well, what would be your well, advice for that? 
Look, they're always going to be there, and even if they're not there, there's always going to be another one that pops up. We mm-hmm. can't control that. People need to do due diligence first mm-hmm. and foremost. Do not be trusting. Um, on my website, I've actually got quite a few guides, how to spot a scam on Facebook, how to spot a scam on a website. Um, I've also got a puppy buying guide on there, and it gives you the list of legitimate transport companies you can use because there's a lot of fake transport. That's another big one. Fake transports with websites and, you know, itineraries and everything. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, we've got the list of transports, the list of breeders associations. So we've got the pure breeds, the mixed breeds, all the different associations. Mm -hmm. There's quite a few. Um, That's another thing people don't know. It is not a law requirement to be part of a dog association. Um, It is, however, the law Each state has their own different laws of selling or buying animals, and most of them have a microchip number or a bin or source number, which is like a breeder's identification number, depending on the state. So wherever you're buying a puppy, what you need to do is go Google Google, buying puppy New South Wales and you'll get the department um, website that tells you how to search for a bin number or how to apply for one. So every breeder must have this. Um, if they're part of a dog association, that's a bonus, um, but they don't have to be. So there's a lot of confusion in the industry for that too, and that's another thing I've had to get my head around. Um, but, yeah, we've got the guides there. We've got the um, guides to show you how to look for scams. And now recently I've just started my own breeder's directory. That's brand new. So I'm getting really good feedback from it. And I guess um, people ask me, why are you doing this? And I'm like, well, one, um, I've had, I'm, I've not gone back to my full-time job because essentially this has become my full-time job. So I'm like, what am I going to do to keep this going um, and, you know, to make it so that, you know, it would be a shame to shut it down, basically. We've done so much work. We've come so far. We've helped thousands and thousands. Still part of the solution. Like to it, shut down is. scams is one thing, but how about yeah. preventing it in the first place? Exactly. And making so, it a normal thing. You know, yeah. and I've got my own family to feed too. I am not getting an income. You know, it, it's a struggling mum at the moment. So, um, you know, I thought, what can I do to keep this going? Because I like what I'm doing and, you know, it's growing. So I, people have asked me, why don't you start your own directory? You know, you know how to look for breeders. People would appreciate that. So I did that. Um, that's been difficult because there's so many dodgy breeders out there too. You know, the, the, the whole industry needs a revamp. There's yeah. good and bad breeders, as I said. And so is it legal in New farms. South Wales for Joe down the road to breed his dogs and to sell them to his neighbour? Is, is that legal? Yeah. It is at the Mm -hmm. moment. So, you know, you've got backyard breeders and and there's a lot of um, taboo stuff that goes with that. People think backyard breeder automatically. They think, oh, puppy farm or backyard breeder, they're doing the wrong thing. Mm. Wrong. Mm -hmm. A lot of backyard breeders actually look after their animals like their own pets, you know, and they live inside, they breed them maybe once, you know, it's an accident and they've had a litter. It doesn't mean they're bad. Mm -hmm. Um, As a vet nurse too, we were always taught that the crossbreeds are the better breeds in terms of health-wise. You know, they bigger, big, bigger gene pool, right? Exactly. They're sturdier. They don't tend to come with a lot of, you know, uh, diseases and things. I don't know what they teach these days, but back in the day, that's what we were taught. Um, and now, you know, there's this whole fight against pure breeds and crossbreeds and mutts and backyard breeders. And I find it all really 
disturbing because I love all animals regardless um, and there's a pet for everybody. Um, pure, you know, some dogs are not the best fit. As I say, it's not you choosing the dog. The dog chooses you, I find, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the breeding part of it, the breeding directory part of it, there are people that are obviously upset that, you know, I have crossbreds in there. But, you know, I say to those people, there's room for everything, everyone. Yeah. And you know what? If Mary down the road wants a cavoodle, she's going to go and get a cavoodle. Exactly. I can't stop her. But what I want her to do is to come and look at my directory because mm-hmm. at least I know that I have checked every single one. I ha- I speak to every single one. I also make sure that they're not bred back to back, that they haven't had more than four litters in a lifetime, that, you know, I, I check all of that. I even do That's FaceTime awesome. and I'm like, show me your kennels and, you mm-hmm. know, just to make sure because you, you don't know. I can't trust. That's another thing. This this business teaches you not to trust anyone, unfortunately, and you become sure. really suspicious of everyone. It's it's right really. because animals are such a animals are yeah. such a lovely, um, you know, life force and energy in our lives, and and this yeah. kind of thing, unfortunately. Um, it's such it. a negative aspect. Yeah, it taints it for sure. Mm. It is. Um, and then um, on the flip side of this too, we've also had some amazing mm. people donate puppies to victims. Mm-hmm. I just want to thank them so much, honestly. Oh, There's beautiful. some really good people out there. Um, so, look, it, 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 it's a really good feeling, um, you know, helping people and um, getting the results more importantly because that's what it's all about is getting the results, shutting it down and making sure that less people are being scammed. That is what my uh, um, goal was to start with and Mm -hmm. I I think we're achieving that. What are the top three things that makes a um, a scam? I keep saying spam. Scam, obvious. (laughs) Um, Okay, for me, the phone number, Mm -hmm. definitely. What was that phone Um, number again? So the uh, prefix is O four H O, yeah, and O four triple H. Yeah, got that. And then I've got um, that. So I've noticed now that some of those numbers are changing. They're, they're mm-hmm. starting with a zero eight in front of them. I'm going to have to do more research, but I think there's a new That's prefix coming up there. Yeah, it's, cool. I've noticed a couple have been coming up with zero eight numbers. So, um, so yeah, the phone number. Um, I always check the grammar. Um, the grammar is really important. Most of these people are from overseas and will often copy and paste and, you know, they'll do, you know, the translate yeah. and it doesn't translate properly. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes with the copy and pasting too, you can see the full stops are not in the right space. It just messes up the format. The other tip that I say is testimonials. Mm. Copy a testimonial, paste it into Google and see how many pages it comes up on. You can bet your bottom yeah. dollar it'll the same testimonial will appear on five different scam pages. Wow. Um, you can also do what's called a picture reverse. If you right-click on a picture on a website, it'll say, um, I think it says Google search picture or something like that. It'll give oh. you a menu. Just right-click and it'll ask you to search the picture on Google. If you do that, that's called a reverse uh, reverse. Um, sorry, picture reverse, and oh. what it does is it picks up that picture if it's been um, reproduced on any other website. Oh, so, for real? Cool. Yeah. So if you put a picture and then do a search on it, it'll say that picture's appeared on this and this and this website, and then you know it's been copied. Then you oh. know it's not their real puppy, is it, if it's been copied across? Exactly. 
and different websites. But that's a pretty good tip. And and that all those tips are on my on my website too, because it's not just one thing you've got to look out for. You've got to look out for five, six different things before sure. you can determine that it's a scam. It's very comprehensive. It's easier to find out if it's legit. Firstly, breeders always put their phone numbers. They don't very rarely just got nothing put to an hide. email. Yeah, they've got nothing to hide. Secondly, a breeder will want to know all about you, what you're like, your where, where the pup's going to, if you've got kids, you know, where you live. They'd want to talk to you on the phone. 99% of the time these scammers will never, ever speak to you on the phone. They'll tell you they're deaf. They'll tell you they're dumb, meaning mute. That's what they told me. Yeah. <laughs> I rang her. Where's Donna? Put her on the phone. A guy answered. He said, oh, she's dumb. I went, oh, you mean she's mute? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. They don't understand the Aussie lingo. Yeah. Um, wow. You can trap them too on Messenger. That's pretty interesting. Phone. Actually, dumb does actually mean mute, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah, wow. I forgot dumb about that. Dumb means mute, yeah. Yeah, wow, okay. So in the old days it does. I was like, dumb. Well, that's okay. politically incorrect then to call somebody dumb, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, okay. it means mute. Um, the other thing too oh. is people, it's become a trend on, on our side. It's quite funny where you can try and trick a scammer. Sorry, that's my puppy barking. That's, all um, good. that's acceptable. You can ask them, have they had their COVID shots? If they turn around and say yes, then you know that's a scam. Yeah, okay. People have even said, oh, do you still drop bears? And they'll say yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, does the dog come with Vegemite? Do you give it Vegemite? They'll say yes because they don't know what our culture is. So that's another thing. Use Can we add that on slang. the podcast, what, what, what a drop bear is for everybody, for the international <laughs> people? Should we tell them, Luke? Yeah. Or should we? Think they're real, you know. <laughs> so yeah. when when anyone internet like overseas comes to Australia and they're like, oh, you got to watch out for those drop bears. People <laughs> believe that there's bears that drop out of trees, but just for anyone listening, it's an inside joke that we don't exist. So don't fall for foreigners. Yeah. But yeah, we will often bait scammers with things that only an Australian would know, mm. um, and they fall for it. So that's another good tip. You can sort of just. You know, but that's why I say due diligence, you really need to check microchip numbers, bin or source numbers from each state. You need to ask, are you part of an association? You need to ask, um, what vets do you go to? Ring the vets. Say, have you got a client by this name there? Have yeah. they had puppies? You know, FaceTime they're not going to right? give you, yeah, FaceTime. Yeah. Um, you need to also, you know, check the pictures, do a reverse image review and, and you know, check the testimonials, check everything. Basically, check out your website, which we're going to put in the description anyway. Um, yeah. But um, how about if anyone, and then of course you can be contacted if anybody is has been scammed, and then you're like, what, do, what should I do about this? So we've got a scam report form now on our website. So as soon as you, if anyone gets scammed, fill out the form. That form basically gives me all the information that I need to be able to report that scam. So bank accounts, mm -hmm. emails, phone numbers. I've done that deliberately. I'm also sharing that spreadsheet with the police and with the crime exchange. So um, I'm sharing the intel. Um, they don't have up-to-date intel, apparently. I'm oh, yeah. the only one who does. So <laughs> it's there just, yeah, it's ludicrous. Um, so anyway, that that's really important. Um, and, of course, check out our, our breeders' directory. We've got a lot of puppies and animals for sale there that we've already checked. It's getting bigger, but we're just trying to make it easier for people if they're not feeling comfortable. That breeder directory too also serves another purpose. The breeders at the moment, there's a lot of breeders 
um, that are being accused of scammers. There's a lot of uncertainty because of the scams out there. So people are now going to breeders, I want your um, ID. And if a breeder doesn't send it, oh, you're a scammer. And I say to breeders, do not send your ID to anyone. Yeah, someone else will use it. So if the breeders on our puppy scam awareness directory, it just gives them that little bit more That's I awesome. guess, legitimacy to a customer. And it helps them with their stuff because a lot of breeders have been scammed as well. Their reputations have been ruined. So this is my way of helping those breeders as well. So, look, it's, it's, it helps sense. both sides, yeah. Well, it's like the, dog training. Instead of, you know, trying to fix all the problems, have it, you look at the cause of the problem, just like with any, you know, most skills that anyone does. Is exactly. Prevention is the best cure sort of thing. And, that's- and um, you know, we should put some stuff about you up there on our website panels because that, that's what I'm trying to create really, a one-stop shop. Um, we, you know, I want to be able to give people all the information they need about everything, so they're not having to research ten different websites. And you know, well, all, all they got to do is listen to every episode of our podcast. You can, I think, successfully train your dog, don't you reckon? Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, that'd be sure. awesome. So um, yeah, totally. so so thank you. No, all good. Hey, before we, we yeah, let you I, go. I have one last question, right? What's the biggest thing you've learned from all of this in the last two years? What's your biggest takeaway from oh, this whole experience? Not, I guess not to be so trusting, unfortunately. I hate to say that. Mm. Australians as a nation are way too trusting. We always give the benefit of the doubt. We're, you know, we're just that kind of nation. We're not used to, you know, people stealing and scamming and things like that. I mean, we've always heard about it, but it's not rampant in Australia. And people generally, you know, will trust you. So unfortunately, no, not They're taking advantage of that um, trusting nature, I guess, right? Yeah. And that's what happened to me. That was exactly what happened to me. Um, The worst thing about this kind of scamming thing that I haven't spoken about is the ramifications of the scam. Um, The psychological effects are huge they're huge you're not just losing money on some i don't know thing that you bought at kmart you're 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 falling in love with an animal you've already accepted that animal into your family you've told everyone about it you've gone and bought everything for the dog Mm. and then you get told that it's not there the emotional stuff i went through some serious depression for three weeks Mm. i blamed myself for a whole week I felt so stupid. Like I, I've, I basically thought, you've got no brain, Sandra. You're, you, you know, go back to school. What the hell? Like I seriously oh, wow. felt silly, blamed myself, um, and then the shame and embarrassment to tell the family and friends yeah. that there is no dog coming. That was even worse. Um, and then when I took to social media to talk about it, I also got trolled by so many people sucked in for trying to buy a dog. Why don't you go rescue? Oh, yeah. oh my God, there were so many nasty people and I just couldn't get that off my chest. And I just want to say this is really important because I've come across victims that have been almost suicidal. Um, I, I even had a, a gentleman with brain cancer who got scammed, you know, uh, the most horrible stories. And, uh, you know, I've been in tears with these victims. I've been on the phone to them crying with them. So please be nice to the victims. You know, no shaming. That's one of the rules in my group. Do not shame. I will kick anyone out who shames a victim because there are a lot of nasty people out there that think, oh, how dumb can you be? There's so much information. No, it's, you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? You know, like anyone could, it can anyone could fall to prey anyone, to this. Anyone. I mean, when people say, how can you be so dumb? 
these websites are so good that even I struggle at times to figure it out. It really, some of them I get stuck for two hours trying to work out if it's real or not. That's how good they are. So, you know, I, I've had CEOs of major companies get scammed. So it's got nothing to do with your level of intelligence or anything. Sure. And you had that investigative background as well. You know, exactly. you have a certain level of awareness, yes. you know what I mean? Just yeah. skill set. And then they, they still got one over on you. Right? And I was too trusting. I just, yeah. just, I wasn't even thinking like that. I was just so emotionally vested in this animal and, and how I really wanted mm. to give this gift to my, my poor mum. And, um, yeah, the, the, and that's another thing. If people have been scammed, please come to our Facebook group. We are there to support you. And the reason that group is really important is that it helps you, uh, I guess, get over the, the shock of everything. Um, my, sorry, I'll just let this dog out. No drums. <laughs> the, the, it's helped a lot of people heal because if you start mm. talking to other victims, then you realise, hey, I'm not alone. And that's Perfect. one thing in my group as well that I do not tolerate is victim shaming. So you can come on my group, talk about it and feel comfortable that no one's going to come after you and attack you. We're there to support you. So that was the other really important part of the work that I'm doing as well. Well, thanks for, like, I guess, sharing that vulnerability because, you know, it sucks, you know, to have, have all those feelings and to feel that, you know, you're a, you're a parent, you're supposed to have your shit together. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, all this stuff's going on and it's overwhelming and technology at, at its best is already draining and confusing yeah. as it is. So to involve everything that you mentioned, um, you know, it, I think it is important that we even just share awareness just on that and the fact that you've got a place for people to share their own feelings and, and emotions about it and to move yeah. through it is so important because then they get discouraged from getting a dog and how long exactly. does it take and dogs, we know how much they can heal us. And, you know, there's, we don't want to make it any more um, and complicated. This is the difficult. thing with COVID. It's really brought out mental health problems. And this is why everyone's turning to animals. Animals totally. are our companions. They're our support mechanism. And, and that's what these scammers have really, really, taking advantage of the fact that vulnerable people need a pet vulnerable children at home that are isolated need a pet and they've gone wow they're going to pay whatever we want let's scam them all yeah and that's what they did and at the same time the scams were happening was when the prices of dogs went completely through the roof so yes. those two things came hand in hand which yes kind of a perfect i got scammed right at the beginning of covid uh, wow. so it was may 19 i paid 1600 dollars for the poodle it was a toy poodle that i bought mum those poodles and cavoodles now are like six grand back then mm. they were like two to three thousand yeah. dollars that was at the beginning of covid wow so that's just to give you an idea i've 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 seen i've seen a seven-year-old rescue um Frenchie being sold for seven thousand dollars. Yeah, well, from a rescue. Well, it's just the market, isn't it? It's like, like it's like cars at the moment. You know, it's a year to get a new car, and then the price of used cars yeah. has gone up by twenty, thirty percent. It's wild. There's just yeah, COVID's just bought the best in all of us out. I Never think been. it's just yeah, been totally. terrible. Yeah. So at anyway. So, yeah, I've just kind of fallen into this job and I'm really enjoying it. And I guess because we're just getting so much results and really good positive feedback, we've just, it's fed us to keep going and getting stronger and stronger. And um, I've just partnered up with Companions Animal Network Australia as well. Um, so they do all the rescues. 
Um, nice. So I've just joined. So really exciting things coming. Um, it's all very new, but uh, I think we're headed in the right direction. I think you should just keep up what you're doing because you're doing good you. things. And, and also to to um, put this out there for people to listen is to bring up so much questions about things that I never even thought about. Oh four eight oh, like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, um, that's that's so revolutionary. But um, mm. hey, look, let everyone know where um, they can find you about your website, the Facebook yep. group, everything. And um, we'll also put in the description as well, but um, okay. yeah, let us know. Yeah, so it's um, so the Facebook group is Puppy Scam Awareness Australia um, and then our website is puppyscamawarenessaustralia.com.au. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of information in there. So, yeah, please join the group, have a look. Make sure you answer all the questions on our Facebook group. We're very, very strict. We want to make sure we don't have any scammers in the group. Yeah, that will suck. Uh, so, infiltrate yeah. it, yeah. Oh, we, we, we're really tough. If there's not much info, we just won't accept you. So sorry if you get rejected. It's just because we can't verify who you are. But, I guess, yeah, we're too, very like, strict. at the end of the day, you know, you, you're doing your best to disrupt the business model of these people, I guess. Um, I guess what, what kind of blowback have you had, if any, from all of this? Um, funnily enough, it's been from legitimate people that I've got blowback from. <laughs> um, so I had a woman yesterday actually harass me and was carrying on about what qualifications I have to look for scams. I'm like, what? <laughs> and who, who was this person? She was actually an ex-cop. Okay. So, yeah, interrogating me about what kind of qualifications <laughs> I have. Because she sus on you? I have no idea. I think she doesn't like the breeder's directory. But, yeah, uh-huh. this, this, you get all sorts, honestly, and um, I've got hey, If you don't like the breeder's directory, don't use it then. Exactly. Like it does, it's not doing anything Oh, no, she was, she was saying that I was endorsing puppy farms, but I'm like, dude, have you read our terms and conditions? But that's a point I, of, okay. Yeah, I... I <laughs> My terms and conditions, seriously, are tougher than most associations. Um, I'm really strict and I do follow up. So I I don't know what her deal is. You get people like that. Um, From scammers, I've had nothing from um, no threats, but I have come across some unsavoury people in the industry that are puppy flipping. Um, Mm. That's another big thing. It's another trend. And I should say it should be illegal and it's not. These are individuals that go around pretending that they're going to buy a pup off you. So say you're a breeder, you're selling some Maltese for, say, $2,000 each. You feel prices today are too high, so you're going to keep your prices low, right? I'm going to sell. These people will come along, they'll get their mother, cousins to buy each a pup, and then they'll go and resell those pups for six grand. In some instances, they'll even... um, falsify documentation because those dogs have microchips, right, registered in the breeder's name. Those microchips have to be transferred into the owner's name. So when these puppy flippers get it, they're not transferring it into their name. They're transferring it into whoever's name that they're selling it to. But the problem is that the original breeders transferred it into the flipper's name. So they're having to change documentation. One woman I busted selling toy poodles pedigree toy poodles as cavoodles because cavoodles cost more. So she was selling them for six grand. She changed their veterinary paperwork and their microchip paperwork to change the breed from poodle to cavoodle. So not only did she rip these people off, she sold them a breed that it wasn't real and they get away with it. There is absolutely nothing in the law that can stop them from doing this. That's madness. 
and there's a will, there's keepers. a way, right? Yeah, and then Crazy. these are all the great people that have. But come isn't that illegal if I had a Commodore and it was like you know a Ford Focus? Isn't that illegal to say it was? You said it was a Commodore. It's like, well, it's a Ford Focus. Well, this is the thing. It's not illegal to rehome a dog, but it is illegal to tamper with it with the paperwork. So if you do mm. happen to buy a dog from a puppy flipper, if you've got evidence that they've tampered with that paperwork, in other words, if you found the original breeder and check, you could possibly take them to court for okay. fraud. That is the only way. Um, until dogs are treated as sentient beings, not property, this will never change. Because hmm. at the moment they're, they're property. They're regarded as property. It's like buying a car. If you buy a car, you can sell it six months down the track, who cares, it's property. A sentient being is an animal, uh, a person, has mm. feelings, emotions. I agree. That needs to change that does, What kind of worms are that, does that open up? Uh, well, Emma Hurst from the Animal Justice Party is onto that already. <laughs> See, I'm across it all. That's what I mean. I've been watching all of this unravel and it's mm. just, like you said, a big can of worms. The good thing <clears> is that the... Um, uh, at the department at the moment, the government is looking into ways to change the law. So people are being asked to send in submissions and ideas. So I'm I'm also doing that, sending them my views on what I think should be changed and hopefully we can make things better. Well, Sandy, it has been awesome to have you on and it's been Thank a you. long time since we've had a guest and I'm really happy that you have come on to, to share everything with us. Um, keep up what you're doing. Don't stop. And don't worry about the haters because haters no. going to hate all the time. So just keep going. Yeah. And um, we're always supporting you. And now that everyone knows a bit more about you, you know, you can go and f- follow on Facebook. And I think they say if you, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Oh, look, I've got thick skin. I'm not yeah. one of those people that get scared or shy away. And um, being a wildlife carer too, you know. <laughs> I've done it all. I've been I, I rooftops what, grabbing possums. And, I love that. Know, That's the best. Even, Look, uh, even snakes. The, the, the thing that comes from all this, and I think it will be some time for me to reflect on it so we can talk on the show about it, it's just that we, um, the next steps are then, well, then how much do we regulate everything? Do we need more regulation? We need regulation to yeah. stop this stuff, but then the more regulation creates more problems. Exactly. And it's just, it's, it's all very trippy and very confusing. I hope they don't make it hmm. so convoluted like that because I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, so, But there has to be change. Something has happened. There needs to be, a, you know, a line basically. For sure. And well, that, I think yeah. I think you're, you're on the forefront fighting that battle. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm happy you're doing it because it sounds very complicated and, and stressful. So. Oh, it's done my <laughs> head in, mate. I, there's days I don't sleep. Sorry, seriously. Oh, just, gosh. Yeah. Seriously. Well, find some time to have a break too. I think that's very important. Uh, thank you, Panos. Look, thanks thanks to you guys. And, um, yeah, enjoy your day. And thank you so much for having me on. And, you're um, very, very welcome. Yeah, can't wait to uh, listen to this. Send me the link so I can post that on my group as well. We'll do that and it'll be yeah. released um, for you because obviously people don't know when we're recording this, but this Sunday will be out. So okay, um, well, we'll get everything to you anyway. But, um, hey, everyone that's listening, go and find Puppy Scam Aware in Australia. Support it. Share share this um, episode with your friends, especially people that are looking for, for a puppy. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we start um, telling these people. That's how I think the real difference yeah. will also be made as well. So um, uh, thanks again. And until next time, no have worries. fun and train your dog. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help 
others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at NP underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, C-A-N-I-N-E, .com.au. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Kizuna Canine Training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.